If you burn out, you don't have a chance of helping others get better. Good morning, competitor. Welcome to this episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. And today we're talking about burnout and tips for battling back against it. We are at that point in the year we have what, about 10 to 11 weeks left in 2023. We have the point where holiday parties and everything else are starting to pile up on people's plates. Schedules are getting crunched. We're gonna be running, 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 running. Then we're gonna have like a week off for Christmas, New Year's. Then we're gonna be back at it and excited about our New Year's goals. It's so easy for us to get burnt out at this time. And sometimes we gotta take a step back and have a game plan so we don't burn ourselves out. And this conversation transpired earlier this month during one of our competitor cohort coaching calls. It's our small group leadership cohort to where we have a handful of group. We do calls twice a month, coaching through personal and professional challenges. And one of the ones we were running into was burnout because a handful of people are in that stage to where, man, they've just been going and going and going. They're running their small business. They're working every hour of the day. They're wearing every hat. We've got some people in there that are in retail. And so they're getting ready to start Q4, which we know is the busiest time of year. And then we have others who their busy year starts in January. And so we wanted to walk through some strategies for battling burnout so that you can do it now and implement it. If you're in the midst of that season, you can start to prepare for it if that season hasn't come yet so that you can continue to show up because we know we can't pour from an empty cup. If we burn ourselves out, if we make ourselves sick, if we shut down, then we're not able to serve and lead others. And one of the first tips I had for everybody when battling burnout is you got to start with your foundation. And that is the physical and mental side of the game. What are you eating? How are you working out? And how much rest are you getting? What are you eating is what is so incredibly important because we, we know just like some of us love to go in that food coma after a few donuts, that sugar high. If our nutrition is poor, we're going to lack the energy. We're not going to feel good. Even more so when we're stressed and we're wanting to eat worse, it's just going to compound in terms of making us feel worse. It's going to deplete our energies and then we're going to go and chug more coffee or more Red Bull. So we're only going to exhaust that adrenal side as well. Secondarily, what are we doing from a training standpoint? How are we continuing to work out? And one of the things I told our team is, even though we talk about this idea of competing every day, we know within here, it's about competing with yourself to get better. It's not about, hey, I got to work out every day. And I am 100% a recovering, I hate rest days person. I always felt like I was losing ground. I was losing progress if I was not actively working out every single day. And what I found was sometimes I needed those rest days. Not only did I need rest days, my body needed days to recover. If I was going to push it really hard for a couple days in a row, I didn't need to go seven days in a row maxing myself out. I needed to find time to space that down. So maybe today I'm doing strength training. Maybe tomorrow I'm doing cardio. Maybe the next day I'm just going on a long walk. And so the mornings I knew were my, quote, rest days so that I didn't get into the mindset that I was losing ground, falling behind, wasn't doing anything. I started going on a walk. First thing in the morning. Some days I'd throw on a weight vest if I was feeling good. Some days I would just walk body weight, throw in my earpods, listen to a podcast or an audio book. Because what that was doing is I was starting the day with a sweat. No different than if I went on a run. But what I was doing was making sure I was still moving every day and allowing my muscles and body to recover. I know if I go a stretch throughout a week where I'm traveling nonstop for multiple keynotes and I'm sleeping in different time zones and I'm not getting the, the sleep that I desire, my body's going to get worn down. And so maybe killing myself 
with a high intensity workout or what is not the thing I need to do in that moment. Maybe what I need to do is go for a light jog around the city or on the treadmill. Because what I want to do is make sure I have the energy to show up and give my best. And so part of that is that active recovery. So foundationally, what are we doing from the nutrition we eat to how we work out to how we recover, knowing that's incredibly important. And maybe you're in that busy season where you're like, man, I feel like I'm working every day. How are you balancing that with your rest? The other thing we talked about in terms of burnout is creating the mini resets. Now, what I like to look at a mini reset is twofold. The first is kind of that 10 to 15 minutes after lunch, kind of when you feel yourself start to dip or you feel yourself overwhelmed. Compare it to that idea that you've got 25 browser tabs open in your brain of everything you got to get done and how pressing it is. And oh my gosh, I got to go, got to go, got to go. That's the time where I like to take out a piece of paper and write down everything, everything sitting there, every single browser tab. So I can start to almost flush it out of my mind. And then I'll sit down for like 10 minutes. I'll lay down and close my eyes. I know in that 10 minutes, I'm not going to get a nap, but what I can get is a chance to try to close every browser, flush everything out. The fact that I've written it all down helps me to know I've got a place for it. I don't have to keep hanging on to it. And now let me close my eyes and for the next five to 10 minutes, just focus on clearing it out, almost meditating of how do I clear everything out of my brain so that my brain can actually take a deep breath. Those are those mini resets. And if I need to do it twice a day, I'll do it twice a day if I feel overwhelmed. But it's one of the things I've found that have helped me handle it when I've got so many things on my plate, so many things to do. My brain's running nonstop. I just need a second. And so I write everything down to get it out of my brain. And then I try to flush it out mentally by just closing my eyes for a few. Now, if I have, say, a half hour window and I have the chance to grab a nap, I'll do the caffeine and quick crash. And what that means is I'm going to take a little bit of espresso, small shot of espresso, single espresso. I'm going to shoot it. Then I'm going to go lay down for 22 to 23 minutes. What science shows is that a nap can help with recovery. That caffeine can keep you awake, but if you pair the two together successfully, you get more benefits of more energy in a sustained run. Consider it like, hey, you wake up in the morning, you work out, you have some coffee, you get through the day, after lunch, you feel yourself starting to slow. It's almost like you're going to wake yourself back up again. What they show is that the espresso shot will take 20-ish, 21 minutes to get into your brain to start to speed things up and wake you up. And so if you take that caffeine shot, and then you lay down for that 22 to 24 minute range, what that caffeine's gonna do is help you wake up better and more alert so you don't feel groggy coming out of that quick afternoon reset nap and you're ready to attack the rest of the day. So that's another option for making sure, hey, I'm gonna get that mini rest. Rest is something we can't underestimate when it comes to burnout and recovery. There's a reason that the best athletes in the world right now are also some of the best resters. LeBron James is a perfect example. That guy sleeps more than anyone else because he knows his body needs to rest and recover. And so we talk about that. The other thing we want to do after we set the foundation, after we schedule these quick 10-minute flushes or these 25 minutes caffeine and quick crash setup is to start scheduling things to look forward to. So every week, every month, and every quarter, giving yourself a target to do something that has nothing to do with work but makes you feel alive. For example, you could say every Saturday, my partner and I are going to work out together. Like that is our time to get into the gym together, to spend time together away from work to where it's going to make us feel better. 
one of the leaders in our cohort talked about that her and her husband every Saturday night go on a date and then go walk around afterwards. And we talked about, hey, what do you do during that? She said, well, we, have, we don't have our phones on us, but we still talk about work. I said, cool, here's the new challenge. You can't talk about work. Schedule 20 minutes before dinner to talk about work with your spouse because they work together. Or schedule time afterwards. But during that date, from the time you leave the house until the time you get back, there's no work talk. Because even though you're not on your phone, you're still not giving yourself a chance to get away and create a space. And so for them, that's their weekly ritual now. Is every Saturday night, they're going on their date night and they're not going to talk about work. Then every month, give yourself something to look forward to. One of our clients in Florida always gets out on her and her husband's boat once a month. That's their goal, just to go out for a few hours on a Saturday or a Sunday because it helps them reset during that time. It's getting out of the office. It's getting away from their inbox, getting away and saying, hey, what's something that makes us feel alive, that makes us feel re-energized, that we need to schedule every month to make sure we do it? So you got these mini, mini dates or mini activities every week. You've got these larger ones every month for a few hours or a day. And then every quarter, you need to set a target of what am I looking forward to? What's something that's going to be? One of my coaching clients, he had the goal. He wanted to go to this ranch for a weekend. It was one of the things he talked about doing with horseback riding and everything else. I said, cool, set that as your quarterly target. Book it. Get it locked in on the calendar so that you get the break from work. Because what that big quarterly thing does, if it's a getaway for a night or two nights, what it allows you to do is not only have something to look forward to, it gives you that something that you can push for and you know, hey, there's an end to when I'm going to be going. I can grind for three weeks, but I know on that fourth week I'm getting to go here. See, I, I learned that throughout that process of last year, I was traveling a ton. I was traveling every week, multiple nights every week. I'd go a couple weeks without coming home. And what I found is I needed something that I knew could keep me focused till I get to that point. And then I knew I got a reset, like a trip. And so one of the things my wife and I did is we booked a trip to Mexico to go watch one of my friends and coaching clients do a half Ironman. And we knew, hey, this is a chance for us to get out, to get away together, put down work for a little bit and just go do something fun. And so as I was traveling and going, I was like, that's what I'm looking forward to. And for a lot of us, it's kind of like the idea of, hey, go run as hard as you can. Well, if you don't tell me how long or how far, it's going to be really hard to run A at my top speed and B to stick with it if I don't know the end distance. But when you tell me, hey, run as fast as you can for 300 meters, run as far as you can in 30 minutes, well, then I know I can push myself as hard as I need to because there's an end point. There's a chance I'm going to get to catch my breath and to reset. And that's what those quarterly targets are supposed to do. They're giving us something to look forward to so that we know, hey, I've got a chance to reset here. I can push myself to that point. The monthly ones are shorter versions of that. The weekly ones are even tinier versions of that. What it's designed to do is get our head out of, I don't know how much longer I can keep this pace and keep working and keep going. It's I can push this for a couple more weeks because I know I'm about to go on vacation. I can push this for another day or so because I know this weekend, here's how I'm unplugging. What our goal is in battling with burnout is more than anything to control where our focus is while pairing it with the foundation that makes sure we're taking care of ourselves physically. The better our physical body, the better our mental mindset is, the better our focus is throughout the process, the longer game we can play. 
The reason entrepreneurs and individuals can play the long game is because they've trained their focus on those mini mile markers along the way and they take care of themselves physically and mentally to be able to play the long game. You can't eat like crap, drink all the time, not move and expect to go run and win a marathon. But what you can do is watch what you eat, start to train a little bit every day, and over time, work your way up from a one mile to a 5K to a 10K to a half marathon to a full marathon. But it takes time, it takes the right physical mentality, it takes the right mental focus, and it takes the right rest and recovery. And so if you're struggling with burnout, I want you to start reviewing how am I doing physically, what am I eating, how am I moving, how am I recovering, taking days off, or lightening the load to reset myself. Where in my weekly schedule or daily schedule can I mix in some of these quick mini resets to flush my brain, to move the overwhelm onto a piece of paper and then mentally focus on clearing the space? Where can I on a day or two a week try this caffeine and quick nap idea to see if it gives me more energy on my longer days? And then where can I start scheduling my weekly, monthly, and quarterly resets to go do an activity that's going to re-energize me, refresh me, and allow me to refocus on the work at hand. If you let yourself burn out, you're going to be unable to make those you're leading better because you can never pour from your cup if it's empty. Take care of yourself. It's difficult, it's challenging, but it's the most selfless thing you'll ever do as a leader so that you can show up and give everyone you're leading your absolute best. Go in your day today, competitor. You know I'm cheering for you. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.